Thank you for joining us for another episode of Marchie Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery, brought to you by Surefire Local. Have you ever found yourself doing things that you might not necessarily need to commit to? In today's episode, Mark talks about time wasters. He'll share the best tips and how to start managing your time wisely. Over to you, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that is designed to help you think about your business, to reflect on ideas and directions and thoughts, and allows you to implement either concepts or specific strategies and techniques. This podcast is produced by Surefire Local, a leading digital marketing firm, as well as supported by Professional Remodeler, magazine, and the National Association of the Remodeling Industry. Today I'm going to be talking about a topic that tends to be one that, quite frankly, touches everyone in the organization. It's focus on time, and more specifically, focusing focusing on time wasters. You know, time really is a gift, and the difference oftentimes between the most successful And the good or the average is, in fact, how they approach and how they leverage their time. Now, needless to say, this is a subject I'm pretty passionate about, having written the book, Control Your Day Before Your Day Controls You. And within that book, I hit on many, many different elements as it relates to time, planning, controlling your day. But one of the elements that I want to talk talk about today is really focused on the subject of time wasters. When you really think about kind of the amount of time that you have, you think about the amount of time that you wish you had back, it's really quite incredible in terms of the amount of time it really adds up over the period of time. It's no different, for example, than wasting money or when it comes to wasting materials. You know, if you can just figure out a way, a more effective and more efficient way to use your time, but I would even say more appropriately stop wasting as much time, you're going to see a tremendous amount of dividend back. Now, if you quantify the dividend of the time that you get back in terms of these time wasters, in each one of the techniques that I'm going to talk about today, you might get 50, 100, 150 hours literally a year back. And when you start to accumulate all of those hours, just like deposits or dividends, you're going to find that your effectiveness is going to go up, but also you're going to have more time to put into things that you really want to. So some of these things are really quite simple, and some are a little bit more involved. Some are very focused just on you, and some are very focused on the other team members and certainly family members as well. You know, some of them are more thought-provoking, and some of them are very, very tactical. So I'm going to run down a list of these time wasters, and I have nine that I'm going to run through with you. And if you can just adopt one or two or three of these or put a focus on this or even pass this podcast along to someone that you know could really benefit from it, I think you're going to see a big return. The first one is you've got to say no. Now, many people think when I say you've got to say no, that's about being rude or not polite. 
But the reality is we waste a lot of time doing things we shouldn't have done, in large part because we are agreeing to them. It could be because with clients. It could be with other team members. Saying no might involve going out and looking at a project or doing some additional research for a client that you could have nipped in the bud simply by giving them some information up front, seeing the level of commitment, and quite frankly, just saying no, even if it's saying no to yourself, that you're not going to go be an unpaid researcher. This is also true with some of your team members. You know, oftentimes people are asking you to do things because they have an idea, because you're a simple or easy resource for them. By just saying no to some of those things, you're going to gain a tremendous amount of time. Now, let's just quantify that. Let's just say coming out of the gate here, you're able to one time a week say no to something. And let's just say that that no is going to save you an hour or two hours a week, just that one time a week. When you multiply and quantify that over a year's time, you've just saved 50 to 100 hours of time. Now, 50 to 100 hours may seem a little bit abstract, but start to quantify what you could do with 50 to 100 hours of time. I mean, 50 to 100 hours of time is literally a week's vacation that you would get by simply saying no one time per week. The second one, which is also pretty simple but requires, I think, a little bit more of a habit to do, and I would encourage having even some techniques that you overlay on top of this, and that is one mistake is not writing things down. Now, one reason I walk around with a notebook, a spiral notebook, it gives me my time mastery plan and kind of my blueprint for the day, but it also gives me an ability to constantly be able to write things down. Now, writing things down is not dictating everything that you say. Writing things down might be a word, might be a name, might be a telephone number, might just be in the course of a conversation. Someone says something that is really thought-provoking that you want to go back and revisit. What's powerful about writing things down as a time waster is that you don't have to think about what you wrote down. By jotting down a few notes to yourself, it gives you really the license to be in the moment and listening and being more effective as opposed to wondering later and going back and revisiting the things that you did not write down or you've forgotten about. Number three, again, is one of these habits, but I think it's one that you can actually work on your conscious muscles on and be more effective with, and that is a mistake is talking and not listening. And again, I think the more that you can consciously say to yourself, should I be listening or should I be sharing and talking? More times than not, and I'm certainly guilty of this at times myself, more times than not, just listening a little bit more will save time. Listening when it comes to clients, listening when it comes to team members, they more times than not will give you the insights that you need to give them the best and more succinct advice. So a time waster in this, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes literally a day that's focused on listening rather than talking, again, that adds up to easily 50 hours a year or more 
that you could have back. Number four on my list I, is a little bit of a pet peeve as I'm coaching and working with even some of the most successful folks. But this is especially uh, relevant, I think, to the newer generation or the millennial generation who've kind of grown up with the technologies and grown up with emailing or texting as a way to communicate. A big time waster, quite frankly, and it's just counterintuitive, is emailing versus talking to someone, emailing versus picking up the phone and calling, emailing versus leaving a voicemail. The challenge with an email is that oftentimes it does not give, I think, the real intent. It does not give the spirit. It does not give the flavor of your communication. I would say at least a third of the time, emails, especially the ones that tend to be a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more edge to them, they are going to be misunderstood more times than not. Where it's very difficult to do that in terms of face-to-face or in person or with a phone call or with a voicemail. So one mistake, I think, is not asking yourself the question before you communicate something that is meaningful, should I email it? Should I go walk down the hall or try to visit this person to discuss it? Or should I try to call and leave them a voicemail? So a waste of time is sending an email and then getting into a banter over the email, a lot of unnecessary stress, and, and a waste of time as well. Another big time waster that's out there, it falls under kind of more of a generic category, and that is not leveraging your time. The reality is, if you think about the 24 hours in the day, or at least those hours, those 16, 17 hours of waking hours, that you have a tremendous amount of activities and gaps of things in between that, quite frankly, in many cases, are either mindless activities or their activities that you could do multiple things. I think the pace of life today is such that we're very focused on multitasking. However, it's very important, I think, for you to be a little bit more conscious in how you are spending your time. So let's just say, for example, you're on a conference call, and it's a group conference call. And you need to listen in and you need to semi-focus to what's being reported and said. What else can you be doing while that conference call is going on? Can you, for example, be jotting down some notes or can you be deleting and cleaning up your emails? What can you be doing while you're on a conference call? What can you be doing in the car when you're driving? I actually look at a vehicle as kind of a mobile university or a mobile command center. And I think the more that you can literally plan out those drives, no different than you're planning out a meeting and you have an agenda for that drive itself, you can really leverage it as well. What about when you're just waiting for others? The reality today is probably once or twice a day, you're going to end up waiting for others. The waiting may be one or two minutes, or it might be 15 minutes, but you're going to end up waiting. So rather than being frustrated and tapping your foot, waiting for someone, why not leverage it and plan in the little mini activities that you can do while you're waiting? What about on a more personal level, when you're either on hold with the 
cable company or electric company, or you're sitting watching TV. It's the things that you can do to leverage that time to be more effective. The long and the short of this particular one is a time waster. It's not so much that the activities are meaningful or not, is what are you doing to either multitask or fill in or just get rid of, quite frankly, many of the little things that oftentimes are kind of the stupid stuff that you can get knocked off your list and accomplish so much more. Another time waster are your interruptions throughout the day. Now, we are human beings, and we're going to have a certain amount of reactive time, and we're going to get interrupted on occasionally. But the question is not whether you get interrupted or not. The question is, what do you do when you get interrupted? I'm a big believer that if you want to control your day, you've got to control the interruptions. Now, there are three kind of sources of interruptions that I find people find as big time wasters throughout the course of their day. One is their clients, two is their team members, and three is their family. Now, when you add it all up and you do an analysis on this, you're going to find that they represent probably about 80% of your interruptions throughout the course of the day. So with each one of these, I think you can approach it more proactively. For example, with your clients, you can on Monday morning with your group of clients proactively communicate to them, set up specific times to either talk to them or at least tee up a way to communicate them so that you're not automatically kind of on edge and getting interrupted. When team members come up to you throughout the course of the day or call you throughout the course of the day, simply say to them, would it be okay, Mary or Bob, if I set up a time with you a little bit later today to address this particular issue and challenge? What I find when you do that, a third of the time, they will say, fine, and you can set up another time and you're not being interrupted and you can fit them in when it's appropriate. A third of the time, there's a fire that needs to be put out, and you're going to have to deal with it. And a third of the time, they're going to say, thank you, but I'll go ahead and address and find out another way to solve it themselves. So two-thirds of the time, you're able to shift it to the positive column and not have it be a time waster. Number seven is a little bit different, but it's important, I think, to think about this subject or reflect on it. And it's what I call a time waster as being too fast or too slow. You know, I think there's the right amount of time for things. There's the right amount of time for meetings, right amount of time for conversations, right amount of time when it comes to your work on a project or an outline or something that you're working on. And I think a time waster is not necessarily defining the amount of time that these things should take. Now, you can certainly do this in a planning exercise, but I think by simply starting to reflect on the different activities that you traditionally do, the regular activities, whether they're meetings, whatever they happen to be, conversations, one-on-ones, whatever those are, and ask yourself, generally speaking, are those things too fast or are they too slow? Now, if they're too slow, then that means you're probably wasting time. If they're too fast, it means you may be wasting time because you have to follow up and you don't really get the effectiveness of the the conversation or the meeting. So the eighth one I want to touch on here is uh, doing things that you should not be doing. 
Now, these may be projects, these may be activities, these may be research. This kind of falls a little bit into the saying no, but it's slightly different because uh, saying no involves saying no to another person, whereas this is more about saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this to myself. So what I oftentimes do is ask myself when it comes to almost anything as I'm planning uh, a couple of questions. You know, the first question is, what is my return on doing this? What is my return on doing this? If there's not some sort of return, either intellectual, emotional, financial, whatever it happens to be, what is your return in doing? The other is, is there a better way to do it? You know, a better way to do it oftentimes means that you want to do some trial closes or trial types of things before you actually go into the deep parts. A better way to do it might be writing an outline and getting some feedback before you go and spend a lot of time putting together a presentation. So asking yourself a couple of uh, questions, I think, will make you more effective. Number nine, and the last of our top ten time wasters, is not planning your day. You know, Norman Vincent Peale had a quote that I kind of live by, quite frankly, and that is, plan your work today every day, then work your plan. Now, every one of the words within that simple phrase are especially important and really ties into those that don't do this, waste time. Plan your work today. So it all starts with having a plan. And planning is very much like designing and planning a remodeling project or a construction project. You actually plan it. And plan it is not just writing down a to-do list. Plan it is really diving into the design, diving into the, to the flow chart, diving into the amount of time different things are going to take. It's plan. Do it today. You've got to do it that day. I'm a big believer in my time mastery system is that you have to do it the morning of the day. Not the night before, but the morning of the day. Do it every day. Every day is important because that creates the habits. That creates the rhythm. And if you can have the same way that you're planning your day, every day is different, but the planning process is generally the same, uh, that's going to make it uh, more effective. And then once you have a concrete plan in place, once you have this really good blueprint, so to speak, now's the time to build. Now's the time to work your plan. So one of the mistakes I see, quite frankly, is people every day, they dive into their plan and willy-nilly they move through it. And the amount of wasted time without working a plan is oftentimes one or two hours a day. Now, I talked about, you know, how many hours of waste that you could gain in some of these other little things, but not having a plan for the day or, or diving into your day without the plan, if you can kind of quantify that, if all you can do is save an hour a day, five days a week, that's roughly 250 hours a year. Think about that dividend of what you could accomplish in, uh, in, in that amount of time every single year. So in, in conclusion, stop wasting time. It's really important, I think, not just to focus on how to do something better, how to avoid those potholes and avoid those time wasters, and you're going to see a lot more success. So I want to thank everybody for listening today and listening to some of the other episodes of Remodeling Mastery 
uh, podcast series, and I encourage you to you know pass this along to others that you think could really benefit. And most importantly, it try to subscribe to this podcast and other podcasts that really help you to take your game to the next level. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 85 of Mark G. Richardson's popular remodeling mastery podcast series brought to you by Surefire Local. I hope you found this information useful. And if you're looking to further your knowledge on this topic, feel free to request Mark's book about taking control of your day by emailing marketing at surefirelocal.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen in and we will see you next time.